It's time to flashback with Michael Smith. <laughs> that might be my favourite intro we have. Michael Smith from 7 News as we flash back in time. Here's the Flash Gordon of television. Michael, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, champs. And, and I use that term advisedly this morning. I wouldn't normally champ you at 23 past 7 of a morning. But on flashback this week, we are looking at the introduction of decimal currency because the anniversary is coming up next Tuesday. And believe it or not, the champ was one of the names they considered using. Champ. Uh, imagine that. No. You go to the pub. I'll, I'll have a schooner, a pal. Oh, thanks. Oh, that'll be three champs. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Sounds very <laughs> passive-aggressive, doesn't oh, it? I was going to say, champ is not a, champ's not a nice thing to call people. I reckon champ, nah. more often than not these days, is a, is a sledge. It's a precursor yep. to... Picking a blue with someone. But like, maybe it wouldn't yeah, have been if nice, it was money. Nice one, champ. Mm. Well, you, well, listen you up, champ. Say, oh, he's a champ. You know, you can well, use it in true. a positive term. That's and maybe true. back in the 60s it had a, had a different connotation. But certainly you're right now, David. If you call someone a champ today, it can be quite controversial. Uh, long story short, that was one of the names that was considered, along with the Kanka, the Roo, the Wombat, all sorts of things <laughs> were suggested. Yeah, imagine that. He paid 1.4 million wombats for that place. That'll be th three fat zones, 50, thanks. Yeah. Pal. What do you think of? You think I'm made of wombats? <laughs> <laughs> Harold Holt, who was the, the treasurer in the Menzies government at the time, actually initially announced that our currency to replace pounds, shillings and pence was going to be called the Royal. But that wasn't very well received by the public, so they did a backflip to call it dollars and cents. And as you can imagine, moving from LSD, pounds, shillings and pence, to dollars and cents was going to be quite confusing. So they launched a series of education campaigns, a lot in the press. But also, there was that famous jingle. I reckon a lot of people would still mm. remember the lyrics to this. In come the dollars, in come the cents, to replace the pounds and the shillings and the pence. Be prepared, folks, when the coins begin to mix on the 14th of February, 1966. On February 14th, you'll start using new dollar notes, each printed in a number of colours with one colour predominating. The one dollar note is predominantly brown and carries a portrait of the Queen and the Australian coat of arms on the front and Aboriginal drawings on the back. It was, it, it was very effective, it. Michael, because I can tell you, my parents used to sing that all the time when we were kids. <laughs> they, that jingle would just come out when, in an idle moment. So it really cut through. And you notice that they had to describe the colour of the note, yeah. because television was black and white in those days. So they were saying, the $10 note is bluish, and the $20 note is an orange tinge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the voiceovers, mate? I could have. I could have. <laughs> still the royalties today. That'd be nice. Uh, of course, it, the paper notes gave way to polymer in the 90s. And if you want to feel really old, it's now more than 30 years since one and two cent coins were removed from circulation. I reckon a lot of kids have probably still got them in their piggy banks around town. Is that long? Wow. When they first introduced dollars and cents, the, the two currencies actually ran in parallel. So if you went to the supermarket or department store, they'd have the prices listed in pounds, shillings and pence, and dollars and cents. I imagine it was a very confusing time for people, having only known decimal currency for, for all of our lives. Um, it must have been quite a transition for people, and there were vox pox at the time of people saying, oh, can't they just wait until all the old people have died before they introduce this new currency? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, metric's so much easier to work out, though. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wrap my head around shillings and pence. It's completely... Completely foreign. Hey, the old five-cent piece is probably living on borrowed time, isn't it? I would have thought. You think so? You, you wonder how much longer cash has got at all, given mm. given the the prevalence of tap and go and, 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 and COVID really spurning the use of that. So 
I don't know. Some people say cash is still king. That's created through the underworld, but don't know how much longer it's going to be around as, as regular everyday currency. It's interesting. Maybe mm. Tap and Go just needs a catchy jingle to get it across the line. <laughs> Michael, thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Looking forward to Great a Seven stuff. News flashback Sunday night. That's the Wombat. Fascinating. Kangas. Kangas we would have been Wombat. A, make us sound like a fairly unserious country if we're dealing with the Kanga, aren't we? Yeah, I'm just thinking what currencies named after animals. The only one I can think of is the Quetzal, which is the Guatemalan currency. is named after a bird. Guatemalan economy, not, not a benchmark no, economy, no, is it? Just pretty much the old banana trade. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.